Hi, I'm Martin McDonald. And I'm Sophia Fabili. The Thousand Islands Playhouse may have closed its doors this season, but our podcast lives on. While the artists are waiting in the wings and aren't on our stages, we're connecting with them at home to hear how they're exercising their creativity during the pandemic. Welcome to the Thousand Islands Playhouse podcast, at home edition. Hello, and welcome back to the Thousand Islands Playhouse podcast. We have a very special guest. Well, we always have special guests. But today we are interviewing and talking to Tyler Check, who is a Toronto-based actor, musician, writer, teacher, podcaster, and the artistic director of Suitcase Theatre. Originally from Kingston, Ontario, Tyler has spent the past several years performing in theatres across Canada in shows such as Mamma Mia, Forever Plaid, and The Million Dollar Quartet. When not traveling for shows, Tyler lives in Toronto and can be found writing, composing, teaching classes, and sitting down to chat with other Canadian theatre artists for his podcast, Let's Grab Coffee. You should totally check it out. As a writer, Tyler has collected collaborated on several shows which have been workshopped and produced all over Canada. As a teacher, Tyler most recently worked as head of music at George Brown College in their acting program, where he worked with the first, second, and third year students on vocal technique and was commissioned to write the music and lyrics for their original TYA musical on the stories based on the stories of Robert Munch. Finally, as artistic director of Suitcase Theatre, Tyler has developed several original TYA musicals that have toured to shows through the GTA and across Canada. His most recent show for Suitcase, Stronger Together, Opening Doors to Mental Health, premiered this fall in schools and was streamed as part of the National Arts Centre's Canada Perform series in May. Welcome, Tyler Check. Hey. How's nice it going? Nice to see you both. How you doing? Hi, good. Also, Marta, do you want to tell folks... Uh, what role Tyler was to be playing this summer? Yes, Tyler was to play Guy in Once. Yes, the character's name is Guy. The lead characters do not have names. Mm-hmm. Guy and girl. And I'm just meeting Tyler for the first time, looking at his face over Zoom, and I'm like, you look like him! This is good casting. This is good casting. And you're a Kingston boy. I love yes. it. Yes, I'm not meeting yeah, Tyler for the first time. I've known Tyler for... 11? Oh, been, oh, yeah. I was over 10 years. At least. And yeah, when yeah. I was in grade nine, I met Marta yeah. in the first show that I ever did. Which huh. was? Rent. Rent. <laughs> oh my gosh, no way! Who did yes, you both? we did uh, high schoolers. We did Rent. <laughs> wow, that's edgy. We were on Oh, members. and I was, Thank you. I mean, I was so, like, nervous, too, because I was, like, the grade nine in the show with all the, like, grade 12s and returning. Wow. And stuff. Oh, yeah, it was part of Blue Canoe Theater Productions, if uh, people in Kingston yes. might know yeah. that company. For sure. I was, like, started in Gananoque, actually. Blue Canoe. Really? Yeah, because, yeah, the founder, Mike Shepard, is from Gannon. Oh, I didn't even know Mike yeah. was from Gann. Yeah. Wow. Anyway, shout out to Mike Shepard, I guess. There you go. Um, okay, so uh, in our first section, we ask our guests to choose a drink of choice um, that we'll share together during the episode so we can feel like we're together even though we're apart. So, Tyler, what are we drinking today? Today we are drinking a variety of bubbly, uh, bubbly carbonated water, water that Trademark. I am quite fond of. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... Tell us a little bit about what do you what kind of flavor do you have here today? Okay, so for me, um, I've had a real real journey um, over the past year with, with bubbly water. <laughs> mm-hmm. kind yeah, of I feel that a huge part of my life. Um, and uh, yeah, bubbly. I like I like the wide varieties, but I've kind of zeroed in to a watermelon recently. I think it's the, the least intrusive. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very clean. It's very sharp. Uh, I noticed, Marta, that you're are you rocking a cherry? There? Oh, this is cherry. Yes. So cherry was my way into bubbly. Yes, cherry. Yeah, and I'm then, trying to yeah. think. Well, my I think grapefruit was my way in. I my favorite is to mix the lime and the cherry, and to have two bubblies in one sitting. But to mix them together, which is because it's like cherry limeade. If you 
Marta, I'm going to be honest. I have been drinking bubbly for the past <laughs> year religiously, and I've never thought to take two kinds and put yeah, them come together. Yeah, come on. Our podcast is not sponsored by Bubbly, just yeah. in case anyone wanted to know. Not a, well, an official, yeah. Tyler, where are you? Set, set the scene a little bit about okay, where you are. Stage. Okay, so I'm in Toronto now uh, with my partner, Alicia, and we have been here since kind of like late July, early August, mm-hmm. um, kind of getting settled. We're settled on the spot in the beaches now. Uh, this is like some of the longest I've been in Toronto in years um, and getting reacquainted with it has been amazing. Uh, so yeah, that's where we are down in the beaches. It's kind of in the Southeast and right on the water. Nice. Uh, we're like five minutes from the beach. Um, that's where I was this morning. So yeah, that's kind of amazing. what our days look like right now. Um, however, most of COVID time, I was actually back in Kingston. Uh, the, the family kind of was all free and ended up just kind of quarantining together back at the family house, which had its challenges, but was also uh, phenomenal. I wouldn't trade it for the world. Amazing. Amazing. Well, welcome back to Toronto and thanks for joining us. And so we wanted to dig in because there's lots to talk about because um, judging by your bio, you basically do everything. I think that's what I've learned about you today. Multi-talented, multi-hat wearing artists. But the point of our podcast is to ask artists how they are staying creative during the pandemic in this very weird, weird time. And your answer, we were like, should we do it? Yeah, let's do it. So what are we talking about today? So today, and I think it makes so it's so perfect that you started that with like, I I do tend to do a lot. And because of that, and especially when we dove into like COVID times, I was trying to like, not necessarily monetize, but like see how I could push anything in some way related to like our field or our industry or whatever it was. And then came an experience where I got to guest into a game of Dungeons and Dragons over Zoom. Uh, I was kind of like, I was allowed into it, uh, and I have fallen in love and I've been obsessed with it for all of COVID. Uh, I started DMing, which is dungeon mastering, which is kind of the, who leads the game, uh, for my own campaign. Um, and it's, it's been a great thing for being able to be creative without having to put any stress or anything on it. It's just fun. So yeah, Dungeons and Dragons, that's so been my creative outlet. Can you try to explain what Dungeons and Dragons is? To in someone like, who's yeah. never, who doesn't know anything, what is Dungeons and Dragons? Cool. And I might get, who, who knows, because people feel so passionately about Dungeons yeah. & Dragons. And I, I've had experience with it in the past when I was younger and I played it, but I, I hadn't played it in a long time. Um, and people care very deeply about Dungeons & Dragons. So if I mess up any of the mechanics, I'm sorry. I just got to say that because this is going out into the world. No problem. Um, I'm going to get called out but... on social media for your definition of Dungeons & Dragons. Dungeons & Dragons. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> totally. Um, uh, but it is pretty much a, uh, it's a dice board role-playing live-action scenario puzzle game that is pretty much it's a video game created in real time in real space around a table or a map where the world the 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 physics and the way the world is set is 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 kind of the rules of the game but what you do any scenario you're in is completely up to you you can decide okay i've just gotten to this new town i'm gonna go into the tavern and this like big looking mean dude i'm gonna like saddle up to him and like buy him a drink and like that can just start something but the mechanics of how you do that and whatnot is set by these dice that's where people would say like the d20 die that's like a big thing people like 
if they have a reference point for D and D, it's the the dies, the crazy sided dies. Side, yeah. That's where that comes from. Okay. I'm so confused. So okay, let's just break it down. We're sitting at a table. There's people. Yeah. Now we're doing okay, it over so. Zoom because it's the pandemic. Tell us what tangible things we have, and then tell us. It's kind of like choose your own adventure kind of thing, right? Yeah. Okay. So let's say let's okay. say the three of us were going to sit down and play a game of D and D. I would prepare beforehand as the DM a bunch of scenarios, a world, a rough rough storyline um, for my. Uh, campaign i decided to go pretty epic and it was a meeting of a bunch of like great tribes of elves and orcs and all these people and there's like a murder that takes place Whoa. and like it starts the scenario so you just do something to kick them into gear the the basic one is you walk into a tavern and like who do you see um but you would pick beforehand um it's called your race and your class and that could be a human it could be an orc it could be an elf it could be a gnome it could be a uh, like dwarf whatever you want it to be and be, those things give you specific stats so you might be stronger or you might be faster or you might be there's like different things like that. Elves are quite stealthy so they can sneak around various ways and whatnot. And so you create um, your own character, yeah. right? Like you yeah. build your character, so, right? Yeah. So there's okay. like a pre-session before the session where we would all sit down and we talk about, okay, who do you want to play as? What do you want to do? If it's your first time, uh, a, a tip I would give anyone in the world uh, where they're going to the first campaign, choose a, a fighter or someone who focuses more on like physical combat because there's a whole other layer when you get into wizards and sorcerers and spell casting that just gets more advanced okay so i would sit down and talk with both of you uh i'd tell you a bit about the world and we'd come up with pretty much and this is why i love playing with people in the theater industry we would come up with like your objectives and your op- like who you are as a person and like literally a character analysis description of who you want to be and then that character gets dropped into a world and as you gain experience points which are handed out by the dm for doing good things or finding out information you level up which gives you other powers and benefits as you grow through the the universe there's a pretty solid correlation between um like theater artists and people who are playing D&D, right? Like, I feel like it is, like, kind of a an extra outlet for people who really like doing, like, improvisation and creating worlds and creating characters. And, like, this sounds like it's yes. the perfect outlet for someone well, who can't do that um, stuff in their job when they normally do. Totally. Well, I'll never forget. It was such a funny experience. I was, I was on YouTube, like, getting ready to DM, and this uh, DM was doing tips for, for DM, and he said... We're taking something from uh, improvisers. Do this thing called yes and. <laughs> and as a DM, as a nice. DM, you need to <clears throat> adopt a yes and attitude. Yes. And I was like, this is yeah, it is one hundred percent. And if you're the the way I tend to run my table and try to get it playing is I encourage uh, characters to go into their voices and talk to each other around the table and everything as if they were, um, as if they were there, not like my character says this, but yeah. like. Say it as your character. And just to give context to the people listening in, yes and is like a classic improv, like foundational piece. It's like very much part of what the Second City was built on that in order to improv a scene, you're going to build a way better scene if Marta says, we're in a farm. And I say, yes, and we have two cows. Yes, and we're on, or as if you go, I'm on a farm. No, no we're, we're on the spaceship. <laughs> yeah. It just ruins no, everything. Yeah. We have to build a story together. So that's the other thing I was curious about because, yeah, I think you're totally right, Marta, that it's like a way to stretch your acting muscles and your improv muscles. But also, like, to me, it sounds like you're also stretching, like, your your writing muscles and your narrative building muscles. Is that fair to say it it has become uh it has become my morning part of my morning routine has always been journaling writing um i i start with a free write and then i go into a more like specific like questions or prompts um but that free write every morning since i really got into dungeons and dragons has been my time to kind of like navigate my world a bit 
discover who the gods are, who's getting mad at who. And it's all based off of what's happened in the last session because they've done things and said things. And this is the thing I, I don't know a lot of players know is if you say something and the DM likes it, they're just going to pretend like they made it and they put it in the world. Like I've had people be like, oh, is there something in this cabinet? And you're like, yep, it 100% is that thing you were looking for. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> um, so how many people do you play with? Like how many people are in your campaign? So I play with uh, five other guys. So I play with, uh, and you, so you would know some, these are, two of them were in rent with us. In Ontario. Let me guess. So I play, uh, <laughs> just I play kidding. Mike Cox, I don't need to guess. Uh, Mike Cox, Josh Blackstock, uh, our friend Al Bratz. Then we got Doogie uh, and Addison Becker. Yes, I know all of those Good people. old Doogie. Yeah, you know, you all, can't play D&D &D uh, without Doogie. The reason I say their full name and stuff is because they're all theater artists. You can check out and they're nice. all incredibly talented and, and so cool. Amazing. I love this. And I feel like it's also like a way that we can kind of keep in touch with friends too. Like a friend of mine, I know she, I was just talking to her. I, full disclosure, called my friend and was like, okay, I'm going to podcast about D&D. &D. Tell me everything <laughs> I need to know. <laughs> Shout out to Claire Blackwood. Thank you. Um, but she was like, yeah, like we're doing it over Zoom and it's been, you know, really fun and like kind of a bit of a lifesaver when, you know, she's been quarantined in her Toronto apartment for months on end by herself. So I love that this, because I feel like, okay, let's be real. I feel like D&D &D has like a bad rap for being like super, super nerdy and it is nerdy, but I think there's a lot of more like muscles and art artistry to it than I think maybe society might kind of give it credit for. Is that mm. fair? Yeah. I have kind of a, and I, and this isn't, I don't mean this in like a downer way, but I think I have a thought as to why people would associate it with like nerd energy or dorky nerd vibes in like 80s, 70s, that kind of vibe. It's because it's this like fantasy realm, but when you've developed this trust, I would say there's like a, maybe a social, and I felt this way as well, like a social awkwardness that comes with those kind of like nerdy vibes. And when you found a table and especially, and I would say podcasts are the same way when conversation gets rolling, when you found a table that you feel safe and comfortable at to like, like explore and like express these kind of things like it can be really powerful and i could totally see why even on zoom I, we play for like five hours if you play in person and the first time we've talked about the first time we're all able to get around a table and like play properly in a room it's going to be a 12-hour day because you can just go and go and go and you're you're going to want to do the adventure the whole time and so if, again for people i will from what i've heard of D D, like like, it sounds like it's a lot of work for the DM, but at the same time, these campaigns can go on for a long time, right? Like, as long as yeah. you kind of... It's an ongoing adventure to. that's, like, unfolding and building and changing. But when do you know it's done? Like, how I do you think know? the DM just kind of decides? Uh, so, that yeah, I like, this one, there's going to be, and it won't be the end of the campaign at all, but we've already talked about the fact that in our session, I'll make sure that, like, what they've all kind of explored because they've now explored um like a large amount of this world as opposed to just a couple of towns and are seeing how things are interwebbing um and it'll all come to a bit of a head the first time we get together to play so like certain milestones the dm can kind of set up with those kind of things is there any like visual like that this is i feel like where i get a little stuck is that it doesn't feel like there's any visual aspect to it Marta, I already prepped this for you in case you, uh, you wanted to see it. It won't be there for the podcast, but I can send no, you No, we will put it on our, like. on our Instagram and Facebook yeah. page after the fact. Uh, but uh, I'll send you the photo. It's like a big map with different areas and stuff, and they can kind of move through it. And then you can, it's kind of like Google Maps in the sense where, like, there's a large city map or a large continent map, and then you go into specific cities or even specific rooms or dungeons and stuff like that. But do you, you build that? Did you build that? Uh, you can build them. There's also a lot of great, so I'm doing what's called a homebrew campaign, which is, I'm creating the storyline. I'm coming up with it. You can buy, for people who are interested, you can buy pre-made campaigns that give you all the mechanics you need. Uh, th those would come with maps. 
you can use those kind of maps in your own ways to make one. Uh, and then they do have yeah map creators online and stuff. Hmm. Roll20 is a big site for this kind of stuff. That's where I was I feel like I, I was sort of feeling like I would get lost in the yeah in the, yeah I didn't really realize there's a map situation in front of sense. you yeah. yeah oh so, yeah well so this is where the mechanic come into play and this is where you could go so deep is like every move when you roll into initiative which is like everyone rolls a d20 and whatever number you get is the order you go in in a fight both you and the enemies you're fighting but you can only move a certain amount so like a human moves 30 meters on a roll so if the map is gridded out to like, oh, you've got to get 200 feet while a dragon's chasing you. It's going to take you a couple turns to get there. Okay. Math just got involved. <laughs> Math Sorry. just got yeah. involved. Well, it's just like, it's just, it, it, it grids out <laughs> properly. The mechanics of the world, as yeah. silly and as like... Um, fantastical. As, it, it can sound fantastical and everything, mm. but it actually tracks in their version of like physics and magic like to a board game style of like you need to roll you need to get this to get there kind of thing okay i can can understand that for sure it's not up to me to just decide like no i don't like that or yes i do right Right. okay so okay to wrap it up like if you were to like if someone listening in and they're like hmm maybe i want to play D, like how would you sell it to them like what what is an average person who's never like me what would i get out of it like how would you sell it to me of what I'm going to experience from doing this. Yeah, even as an artistic outlet, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's very, it's just, it's, it's so, it's, it's got a real satisfaction to it in the, in the creation process. Like, you ever, did you ever play Sims? No. No. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Then I wouldn't use that tactic. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> um, no. Wrong crowd. <laughs> I love Wrong that. crowd. Sorry. Um, but I was reading Chekhov. Uh, how, for you and for any artist, I would say people who or people even who like theater, like to get lost. And especially one thing about D&D, if you love a good story, like tying up in it, provided you've got a good DM, but like like tying up in a nice way with like oh, that ends up being their father. And these people are reunited and the dragon slain. And like you can really like people think that that sounds cliche and fantastical. But in the real world, people don't get to experience that. So they want to experience that. Mm-hmm. They want to roll that D20, hit a critical, like, natural 20, and be able to jump on the dragon's back. Like, because yeah. you're never going to get to do that. Yeah, so, like, totally. it's just, it's a, and it's a way to explore a, something completely outside of yourself. And, again, there's no pressure. And everyone yeah. who plays is very chill in that way. Like, I, cool. I've never met someone who plays D, at D&D that I'm not like, oh, we get along quite well. Amazing. Love it. Well, Love I it. think I think it's time for us to move on to our third section of the podcast, which is called This or That Pandemic Edition. So we're okay. going to ask you um, a series of questions that will break down how you spent your quarantine and what kind of habits you've developed during the pandemic. All it's right. So Don't cool. feel free I to that being like this or that. Yeah. And then like another stamp on it being like quarantine i know right that's exactly how i pictured it um okay so so you don't have to like answer like rapid fire we want to hear like a little like a little taste about why you give each answer but we're going to go through them fairly quickly all right early riser or night owl we're we're being honest night owl like i wish it was the other way i wish it was the other way yeah um and i'm trying to get better at that with the beach and everything nowadays but it was night owl 100 i was getting up at noon (laughs) sweats or dressed Sweats, 100%. I started putting on jeans when I decided I needed to get some work done. <laughs> Bake all day or takeaway? Takeaway. Takeaway, take for what, sure. What's your favorite order? My, <laughs> um, again, if we're being honest, bad favorite order. There are these things at Little Caesars Pizza called stuffed crazy bread, and they're pretty much just the stuffed crust part of a pizza. 
um, but put with like medical grade garlic and Parmesan cheese. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Perfect. Those. Perfect. With a nice bubbly and you're good to go. Uh, DIY. Exactly. That's where I cut the sugars. Exactly. <laughs> DIY or online buy? DIY. I did a Great. lot of DIY. Yeah. Sure. Um, homemade mask or bought one? Bought one. Uh, bought one. Yeah, yeah. I tried doing bandanas for a while, mm -hmm. but then, like, I, I wanted to be specific about, like, you've heard the, like, blowing out a, a, a lighter thing, right? No. Is that like if you can blow out a lighter, then you shouldn't, it's not a right mask? It's not, it's not, it's not doing anything. Oh, okay. Interesting. Good, good Which tip. is like, and I, like, I mean, like, yeah, that wasn't for me to instill any sort of fear or like everyone trying is trying and I appreciate that. But yeah, for me, I read that and was like, well, then I'm there. And I also supported a couple local teamstresses and stuff. In case yeah. I'm Zoom party or Zoom fatigue? Oh, uh, Zoom fatigue for sure was in a lot of Zoom calls and stuff like that, but especially with the streaming and the way I tried to go really like public uh, in the early stages of keeping things going, definitely Zoom fatigued out. Except for when you're playing D&D. &D. That's what saved it. Like literally <laughs> like that was like, that way, that's what brought it back. Tiger King or The Last Dance? Last Dance, Last Dance for sure. <laughs> Amazing. I knew uh, that. Didn't, haven't finished Tiger King. Whoa. It's okay, that's really okay. What's been your favorite quarantine jam? Uh, quarantine jam. Leave um, from once. <laughs> what? Leave from once. Leave. From, yeah. <laughs> Is that a song? That's, that would it's be the song. yeah oh, the okay, character gotcha. song That's in once. Song. Yeah. Um, you know what I've been listening to a lot of actually from that uh, just from some things I've been trying to work on is you were right with uh, once, it, but it's the acapella version of Gold. Mm. Um, it's, I think that's so beautiful. Uh, do you know also, side note, sorry to side note, in this, uh, today would have been the first day of rehearsal for, for once. Oh, is that right? <laughs> oh, that's sad. I oh, I love, well, I love that I got to do that. Like, yeah, for that. sure. Like, when I saw that we were going to do that, I was like, oh, that's like the world coming together to be like, yeah, it's okay. going to be all good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. For yeah. sure. But yeah, that, uh, that, and shout out to uh, Andrew Prashad, who's a great artist, did a, a cover of it that kind of got me back reintroduced to it. Um, and it's on YouTube, and he, he does the Zacatel version. It's beautiful. I cool. check it out. Amazing. Well, listen, we really hope that there's one day in the future where it's safe to do once and do theater and be back into space again, and we look forward to that day. It was so awesome to meet you. Thank you for joining us in this Zoom space and to be a guest on our podcast. And we also want to give a shout-out to Mark Hunt, who is TIP's head carpenter who composed the music for this podcast. Mm -hmm. This podcast is produced by MyFM Gananoque. Thanks to Terry Lynn for all her help. We're recording today on the traditional land of the Huron-Wendat and Haudenosaunee peoples. Follow us on thousandislandsplayhouse.com. Thanks, Tyler. Thank you, Tyler. Good to see you. Thanks so much. Talk to you. So good to see you both. Bye.